Welcome to Universal Wink. I'm Wynne Thornley. In this episode, I'm going to share with you what it was like for me to go to Alcatraz Island in the San Francisco Bay. A couple years ago in 2018, the family and I went down to California to see what it was all about. We hadn't uh, been to Disneyland together as a family. We haven't done anything in San Francisco. And so we built this family vacation around seeing all the things. Uh, We don't travel as much as we would like. So when we do travel, we try to see the things that are most important to us and what's bringing us to the area. For me, I love haunted places. So I always try to work in one or two haunted places depending on who I'm traveling with and how long we're going. So when we were down in California, We ended up seeing a couple of haunted places, one of them being Alcatraz Island in the San Francisco Bay. I was super stoked when I purchased those tickets. My son was also really stoked. Me and him have that common thread of enjoying things that are spooky and haunted and a little bit scary. So we dragged my husband along and he likes the history portion of it. So it was a really great tour for all of us to be involved in. The day that we went to Alcatraz Island, we spent it with a really good friend of mine who lives in the San Francisco area, and we got to see um, the pier. I had some wonderful clam chowder in a bread bowl. It was so amazing. We saw Ripley's Believe It or Not, which was a really, really cool experience. We got to see some street performers and, um, you know, that windy street, what is that? that street, Lumbar Street. We went down Lumbar Street. My friend was kind enough to uh, take us through that traffic. And it was a lot of fun because it was the first time he had actually driven down Lumbar Street. So we got to go down there and he took us to a wonderful tower where we got to head up and um, look over San Francisco and the Bay Area. It was very, very cool. As we started to get closer and closer to our time uh, to go to Alcatraz Island, my anxiety started to increase. I thought it was strange. So I know that I had been bombarded by energy all day long. We were walking a lot. I mean, our tour didn't start until 6.30. I think we boarded the ferry to head across to the island. So it was already a long day. I had already interacted with a lot of people, seen a lot of things. So despite me going through my deep dive routine of clearing out my aura, connecting to source, connecting to ground, you know, I'm a tree. I couldn't shake this anxiety. And I started to have like, you know, the stomach grumblies and wondering if I was going to have a panic attack. And I, when we finally got onto the ferry, which we got there just in time, um, it wasn't that we were running late. It just, we weren't watching time. So when we showed up, we were the last to arrive to the ferry And got on the boat really, really quick. So it was nice that we didn't have to stand in line because to me, that is just about the worst thing. I hate standing in line. Hate, okay, take take that back. I mean, not hate, but I strongly would rather be doing almost anything else than standing in line. It's one of my things where I've learned patience and compassion for others. So anywho, we weren't standing in this line long and then we finally get onto the boat. I needed to find a washroom immediately. (laughs) And then I found my family after. We were sitting on the main level of the boat. We were inside. We started uh, driving, well, not driving, but, you know, boating out to the island. 
And, you know, in spite of me being so excited, I really started to feel the gravity of the energy I was about to be walking into. Now, when we're dealing with prisons and places where there is great turmoil, violence, uh, self-loathing, incarceration, pain, you know, it carries a history and it soaks into the walls. I try to explain it like every time we sit down, there's a remnant of us left in that place for up to 30 days. So can you imagine some of these hardened criminals in there for years and years and years and how their energy just gets painted into the walls? I really didn't expect that. I didn't expect to feel so thrown energetically. I did a lot of grounding and angelic protection on my way out because I just wasn't sure at this point. I felt really confident walking into the situation, but I was losing confidence quite quickly energetically. So I went in packing archangels with me, wrapped myself and my family in them, and we get off the boat. And I was so excited. I was starting to feel better again, a little more grounded. And then we started to walk up towards the building and this overwhelming feeling of like, like I felt trapped when we started to walk into the building. I felt like in spite of us paying for this tour, there was a large part of me that wanted to run back to the boat and stay there. And so again, I found some washrooms right away. I'm sure those of you with anxiety can relate to what I'm talking about. And I really grounded myself and reminded myself, it's just energy. You are here to not only listen to the stories of those who were once incarcerated in these walls, the families that lived on this island, but also to enjoy this feeling of a different energy that I'm not used to being in. But it was so heavy. It was so dark. But I pressed on. (laughs) You know, we did the full tour. When we got first into the building, you're walked through basically how the inmates are walked through. You're walked through an area where there's showers. And when I walked into that area, I felt this feeling of heaviness and sorrow. It's almost like if you didn't think that you were staying here before, now that you're in this area, it becomes very, very real to the prisoners. And that's how it felt. There was a lot of sorrow that was washed down, down those stalls, down those, you know, pipes. And it just really had a heavy feeling when I started to walk Broadway, which is the uh, hallway that the inmates are taken through naked with their pillows and all of their belongings in their arms and they walked to their cells. There was such a feeling of feeling degraded and watched. I almost cried walking down Broadway. And even when I think about it right now, I feel like that feeling come back to me of just uh, utter loss and despair and feeling judged it was so heavy on my heart. I couldn't imagine. I mean, in a way I could empathetically feel what those prisoners felt to the point where I almost cried. That's how deeply I experienced that area. From there, I decided to disconnect from the emotions of what was left soaking in those walls because 
I probably would have been just a mess throughout the whole, the whole tour. They would have been like, who's this girl crying? Is she okay? And it's like, no, just psychic. So just a medium, just kind of feeling everything, <laughs> just an empath, right? Uh, so I decided to just carry on, detach from the emotions, but allow my angels to show me in a way I better understood instead of feeling it through my whole body because I couldn't anymore at that point. I felt really, really so much despair. You know, I've never felt that way before. Um, in my darkest moments of my own life, I don't recall feeling that. So that's how deeply it went. As we continue the tour, they, you know, explain a couple of different scenarios in which there was prisoner escape attempts. Now, the one most famously uh, documented and talked about, yeah, we did cover that. It was really cool. But the one that really shocked me was when some inmates had gotten a hold of a gun and they were showing us through the area in which they were even throwing bombs at these inmates. And you could see the impact points of those bombs in the concrete still. And, and that was also a feeling of death and despair. You know, not only did inmates die, but so did guards. And you could just feel the anger from the faculty soaked in those walls. It was very, very, uh, I almost cried at that point too, because I just felt the, the loss of the families of everybody involved and the insanity of the, the inmates thinking that they were really going to be able to pull this off. It was just such a heartbreaking um, story and feeling. I mean, I, I highly recommend you guys go if you're in the San Francisco area. It teaches us a lot about how we used to imprison people and how we looked at them as wastes of skin, disposable people. And, it, you know, we really view the prison system a lot differently in these days. So as we carried on, you know, it started to get dark and we stayed for uh, the spare, the extra tours. There were some extra tours that you could uh, talk about the great escape where we analyze and talk about those uh, three men who did escape via a raft and how they were never found and what our theories were. My son was very, very active in that portion. We listened to all the podcasts before showing up. So his little hand went up a lot and I was very impressed to see his engagement with the group. But before that, we had um, visited a portion of the prison that is no longer actively running in the full tour, just only if you kind of pay that little extra to get more information. And there is this, uh, it used to be the part of the prison that was built by the military. It was originally built as a, like a barracks, a place for the military to have a strate strategic place to sit and, you know, attack or whatever they do. Uh, and there was this one spot called the Citadel, which was in the basement that became the hole, essentially. They wouldn't let us go down. But I just felt this seething, uh, almost like I, without saying, I mean, I feel like I want to say evil. It was like a really evil energy radiating from that base. I don't even think I would have gone down there if we were allowed, to be honest, because it scared the heck out of me. And I think what scared the heck out of me the most is that it wasn't something that had been built into like a dynamic force or anything, but just the self-loathing and just the people who were trapped and boarded down there in the dark without the necessities and like this wasting feeling that also feels so evil because when we're doing self-loathing guys, it just radiates into the air like a demon as we are 
diminishing our love for ourselves when we sit in isolation for as a form of punishment. And you could feel that just almost like climbing up the stairs at you. I'm really glad that we didn't have to go down there. I would have probably packed all seven core archangels just around me just to, so I couldn't feel that, that deep despair and self-loathing that just crawled around in that basement. You know, by the end of the tour, I started to feel a lot more, uh, a lot better. I knew that we were leaving soon. So knowing that that time of leaving was coming also put a big relief around my energy I was so glad that we did the last portion of the tour where we talked about the great escape outside. It was refreshing to be outside, even though it still felt like there were eyes on you. And I highly recommend you guys going and experiencing that tour. If you are in the San Francisco area, it will teach you a lot about how we used to treat people and how it's unacceptable these days. But if you're empathic and highly intuitive as I am, pack your angels. It's really heavy energy. And I don't feel like anybody has been in there to help lift it because I mean, it sells tickets. People thrive on that. I went there for that feeling, but I didn't realize how deeply emotional of an experience it was. It's not that I felt, I didn't feel fear. I felt despair and that was almost worse, you know? So I look forward to sharing another podcast and other episodes too about some other haunted places that I've been to, including the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose. Um, But I really felt it was important to share this with you guys so that you know that if you're feeling that sort of stuff when you're out and about, remember, we are constantly being bombarded by energy around us. Always ask yourself, is this my anxiety or the building I'm in, the people I'm around? Because I had to constantly check in with myself in Alcatraz. And I shut down some of my psychic gifts so that I wouldn't hear the words and feel even more deeply. There are ways that we can pull our energy close to us so that we don't absolutely engage and attach to that. It's almost like just being a wanderer in a dream is how I try to look at it and try to interact when I am in a haunted space because I do clear so many houses and cure business, you know, businesses, acreages. I go in and and part of my job is to go in and cure it. And I know when I go to places like Alcatraz, that's off limits for me. As much as I wanted to lift all of that heartbreaking energy, I had no allowance to be able to do that. And it's almost like, that's okay because I know people need to feel and experience that so that we as humanity can change so that we can do better so that we can look at inmates as humans who just didn't see their own potential so that we can help them instead of being degenerates of the society and cannot be fixed. So check out some of those two airs. But like I say, if you're empathic like me, pack your angels protect your energy, experience it as an onlooker. We do not have to engage with everything that tries to get our attention. And that is one thing that I learned while walking the halls of Alcatraz Island. Thank you so much for popping by this episode today and spending some time with me. 
I really appreciate you being here. I hope you enjoyed my story of what it was like to experience the Alcatraz prison and the San Francisco Bay Area. And I look forward to sharing another episode of some other haunted places that I've been to and uh, sharing my experience of what that felt like. If you enjoyed this topic and other woo-woo stuff, I invite you to join my growing community in my Soul Remedy membership on Patreon. In my Soul Remedy membership, I have two live Zoom rooms in a month. One is the Soul Remedy chat where we cover an inspired living topic and a tool of interest. March's Soul Remedy chat is all about how to clear up your energy really quickly with some spiritual tools you might already have on hand. The second live Zoom room is my deep meditation. Not only do we practice a meditation tool during our time together, but we also give space to talk about our triumphs and challenges with becoming consistent in our meditation practice. Tiers start at just $5 a month and go up to $25, and there's lots of member perks like access to replays, professionally recorded meditations to use at home, and other goodies that are being added all the time. So I invite you, join the conversation and a community of folks who are inspired to include Reiki, Guides of the Light, and all the woo-woo things as part of of their intuitive living lifestyle. Again, thanks for listening until the end, and I look forward to sharing the next episode. Take good care.